Welcome back to uh, Hoops Coverage. I will be alone this episode. Um, I'm going to be over, uh, just going over some draft prospects um, and then some injuries to the Bucks that could potentially ruin their season. So if you are following the Hoops Coverage Instagram at hoops.coverage, then you know that recently uh, I have been doing some draft analysis on some players, kind of been uh, analyzing their play and... Uh, I've been doing uh, like what I think the best scenario would be for them. Uh, so far, I've only done John Morant and uh, R.J. Barrett. So I'm just going to briefly go over those two before I get to some of the other prospects. Uh, starting off with John Morant, he is a 6'3 explosive guard from Murray State. Uh, he, like I said, very uh, explosive, ton of athleticism. He he can play make. Uh, He's he's a good ball handler and he pretty good at shooting free throws. Uh, some problems with him is yeah he, he like he's got a nice height at six three. He's one seventy which is a little skinny. Uh, and it's kind of just a narrow frame. He might want to add some more muscle in the before the draft. And he he's a little streaky when it comes to shooting, but overall they have him ranked to go second in the mock draft. So I, I think that's very realistic for him. And I think him going to a team like Phoenix would benefit both sides. Uh, you know, Phoenix having backcourt of Book and Ja, and then they can have, like, the three of TJ Warren and then four Josh Jackson and five DeAndre Ayton, I think could work very well. The other prospect that I did was R.J. Barrett. Uh, in the mock draft, they have him going third. I think that's probably pretty realistic for him as well. I think he might end up going to a team of Chicago or Cleveland, with I, which I think would also benefit both sides. Uh, he's six seven, two hundred and eight pounds, obviously from Duke. Uh, he's got you know nice size, uh, frame. He's very athletic, very versatile, and he's he's he has a good mindset. He kind of has that Mamba mentality which could be a problem as well. Um, he takes a little bit too he, t- he takes too many mid-range shots. Um, and he he shot 31% from uh from uh from the 3 this season at Duke. So I, I think he tries to shoot a little too much and he doesn't focus as much on passing, which I think is probably his worst his worst flaw is He's his playmaking isn't the smartest, and he doesn't know when to pass, and he tries to do too much. But that can also be seen as him being confident, which I don't think is a bad thing. But I also think that maybe he should look at passing a little bit more. So next up, going fourth is Darius Garland, six three guard from Vanderbilt. Uh, basically, he's a good shooter and a good scorer. He's averaging 16 points a game on almost 48% from three. Uh, he has some good. He has good vision overall, but his assist turnover ratio is 0.9, which isn't very good. But overall, he's very. Uh, he's a willing passer, as ESPN described him, and he has a very competitive mindset, which I like. So hopefully, he has the opportunity to play somewhere. I think somewhere like Dallas would be good for him because. He doesn't have to handle the ball as much. Uh, hopefully, you know, turnovers won't be a problem then. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see him play in an environment with Luka.
Next up, we have uh, DeAndre Hunter from Virginia. He's a 6'8 forward, about 220 pounds. Uh, he's a very efficient scorer. He averaged about 15 points a game on 38% from three. Uh, he, he's a versatile defender, can guard the one through four, and is very good at switching on to bigs. So I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be great if they were playing against like the Kings or something, Marvin Bagley. Um, and then he had a one point six assist turnover ratio, which is, is very solid for a college basketball player. Uh, another thing, one one thing about him that probably isn't the greatest that he's not a freakish athlete, so he he won't be able to. He's not as athletic as some of the other guys on this list as our like R J Barrett. Uh, so. I think that could maybe mess with this draft stock, uh, depending on how you know the next couple games go and how far they go in March Madness. I think uh, he's a very solid player, and I think he could benefit a team very much. So next, we're gonna be talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they have been <laughs> they've had some pretty bad luck lately. Three major injuries. Um, first one, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, this will definitely hurt the Bucks. I don't care what what you guys think. Uh, the Bucks definitely going to be hurt by this. Uh, he's he spaces the floor for Giannis, and he's very smart offensively and very efficient. Uh, he's averaging about fifteen point six points a game on uh the season, about three point two assists. He's shooting ninety two percent from free throw, uh, and forty two percent from three. Wow, he's actually he he was very close to being in the fifty forty nine ninety club. So, that would have been big for him. But, anyways, yeah, he he's very he he'll hurt the Bucks quite a bit. Another injury was Nikola Mirotic. He'll be out two to four weeks. Um, he definitely is doing as well with New Orleans as he was. Uh, so he got traded from the. Or, no, no, no. He, he's not doing as well in Milwaukee as he is now. He got traded from New Orleans to Milwaukee. In New Orleans, he was averaging about 16 points a game, almost 17. Uh, now he's averaging 11.6 points per game. About uh, two to four weeks, so this will also hurt the Bucks as he spaces the floor for Giannis. And uh, he's just a very solid player and great forward to have. Uh, the next injury that they had, I think this most recent one, uh, was a rookie, Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, on the season, he's only averaging about 4.9 points and uh, 1.1 assists. He is only shooting 26% from three as well. I don't think this will hurt them as much, although he was playing about 15 minutes a game. But he only played 27 games, so I don't, I don't think this will hurt them as much. He's out for the entire year. So, really quick, I wasn't planning on doing this initially, but I want to talk about the conference standings. First, we're talking about the East. The Celtics like just clinched the playoffs last night or the night before. They're sitting in the fifth seed, uh, one game behind the Indiana Pacers, who are two games, two and a half games behind the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the Nets are in six, and it's looking like they are going to make the playoffs. Uh... At ninth, just looking into the playoffs, is Miami and behind them Charlotte. Detroit and Orlando are in the 7th and 8th, both uh, almost tied for the same record. Orlando just has one more loss than them as they have played one more game. 
if Miami wins tonight against the Mavericks, then they will be tied for the eighth seed. I do not know who holds the tiebreaker between Orlando and Miami. I'd imagine Miami. But, so there's only teams that have uh, clinched playoffs so far. Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Indiana, and Boston. Hopefully, Miami can make a push for the seventh seed so they don't have to play Milwaukee in the first round. So now, the West standings. So the teams that have clinched the playoffs are Golden State, Denver, Portland, Houston, and the Clippers. Uh, so the Thunder have recently dropped to the seventh seed. So they're looking at playing Denver in the second round right now. Hopefully, they can you know push up to the sixth seed at least so they can avoid... Denver and Golden State for a while. Uh, if they do make push, if they get to the sixth seed, they'll most likely be playing Portland in uh, the next, in the first round. Um, which Portland they just had a devastating injury to Yusuf Nurkic. I believe C.J. McCollum will be out like five games, but that's nothing major. So you know, hopefully OKC can push for that sixth seed, and uh, you know, just just hopefully they can make it far in the playoffs. Uh, at the eighth seed, we have San Antonio, and it's looking like they're gonna stay there. And then the ninth seed, just looking in, is Sacramento, but they uh, they are about uh five and a half games behind them. So I I don't know if they'll make it or not. Uh, at tenth seed, Minnesota, I believe they are disqualified from the playoffs, so they have no chance of getting in. So Sacramento basically has to clutch up, win the rest of their games, and hope San Antonio loses the rest of theirs. Um, Houston are at the four seed right now, which I think they can easily move up to the third now that Yusuf Nurkic is out. Ennis Cantor's going to have to step it up big in the playoffs and just for the rest of the season, defensively and offensively, to make up for Yusuf Nurkic missing. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at hoops.coverage. Uh, we're trying to post daily um I, I recently i've been pretty good i've posted about six seven posts in the last three days so you know i'm getting back into the habit of posting i just got a new phone so posts should be uh made a lot quicker now um so yeah hopefully you had a great day and you had a good time listening to this podcast um if you need if you uh Want to go ahead and DM us anything on our Instagram at hoops.coverage, uh, hot takes or anything, any questions about the podcast, go ahead. Um, Joey and I are working out a schedule. We're going to be recording every Tuesday night, and I'll be uploaded that night or the Wednesday morning after. But they should be you know, once a week. You know, Every once in a while, I think I'll do these little update podcasts for like two or three days later. I'll up- upload another episode. Where it'll just be me alone going over some of the headlines in the past couple days if they are big enough. Or if not, they'll just have to wait till the next week. Uh, Anyways, thanks for listening and hope you're having a great day.